0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of Added Time, a Games and Grabs studio podcast. The World Cup is over and the Premier League is back. Can't wait. Really cannot wait to get back to the King Power. We've got Newcastle on Boxing Day on Monday. Uh, so, who knows? After a month off, who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be hard to predict those games. Which I will obviously do a bit later on. But before I talk about all of that and football and everything else that has been going on in the world of football. A reminder that episode 164 of the Games and Graps podcast is available on podcast services everywhere. Great episode this week. Go and give it a listen. Really good. Funny. As well. Two weeks in a row. The lads are smashing it. Absolutely smashing it. Um, yeah, they'll keep... They'll, let's just hope they keep it going. And you know what? And I'm not saying this in a sort of self-deprecating way or anything. It's good that it's probably... It's good that it's just them two. Because I think it sounds better. You know, I'm always... I'm forever grateful for the fact that uh, they allowed me to come onto their podcast. And that's given me the platform to then go and do my own one about something that i am really really passionate about Uh, so i'm forever grateful for that but you know i gaming has taken a back seat recently and um i said it the other week i haven't watched wrestling for ages i have a fair idea of what's going on but yeah it's It's not at the top of my list like it used to be, so it would be a bit of a waste me being on that podcast, but I will make an appearance at some point, but go check them out, it's uh, well worth a listen. Right then, the World Cup final, oh my god, what a game, what a game of football that was. Now I did miss the first half hour but I was listening to it on the radio uh, i was I was out and I was out a bit longer than I thought I would be and um yeah it was uh what just, just what a game it, even you know we're, we're, we're three days on four days on from the uh, from the game itself the dust is very much settled um the the parade. And Buenos Aires, as we know, has been done, you know, no spoil. you know, it shouldn't be a spoiler by now that Argentina won on penalties, but just what, what a, what a superb game. Argentina 2-0 up, looked like they were absolutely cruising, and I was sat there watching it, the father-in-law was was round, uh, he'd, he'd bought, some, bought some Christmas presents round, and he isn't into football at the same sort of level as myself and and I guess other people that listen to this, uh, but he was he was interested and, and we were both sat there saying, "Well, this is it. This is you know Argentina have, have got this in the bag. France France just do not look bothered," and <laughs> and then France get back into it with with a penalty and Bappe puts that away, and then a minute later or a minute and a half later. Um, the <laughs> mbappe scores a ridiculous goal absolutely ridiculous goal that the the ball the little ball over the top was superb and he just smashed it absolutely smashed it with his right foot bottom corner and and out of nowhere you know it looked like you know the the dream of messi lifting the world cup was going to going to end in, in such a bad way <clears throat> And uh, took the game to extra time where obviously Messi scored uh, another goal as well. And then there was another penalty and Mbappe puts the penalty away and he becomes the first player since a certain Sir Jeff Hurst to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. So that then that, that then took it to penalties where... <clears throat> Uh, Emmy Martinez, the Aston Villa goalkeeper, was the, was the... He was the hero for Argentina. Now, some people have talked about his antics, about the the jumping around and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Look, it's it's gamesmanship. But, you know, me personally, I, I, you know, save the dancing and the jumping around for when you've actually won it. Because he would have looked so foolish had... France gone on to win that penalty shootout. Um, but look, as it as it is, um, Argentina are the world champions. They were my outside. I wouldn't, you know, I can't pretend that I said that they would win it because there is literally proof now out there. I thought Brazil would win it this year. <clears throat> so, Argentina are the world champions and... Lionel Messi has ticked off World Cup winner off his already unbelievable CV. Um he can add that to his seven Ballon d'Ors, his four Champions Leagues, his God knows how many La Liga titles, French title, Spanish cups, Super Cups, Club World Cups. It's it's um <clears throat> you know people have started to sort of really now you know, they're going, oh, the debate's over. The debate's over. He's the greatest of all time. I said it last week, you know, Messi's... Um, Ronaldo's antics have probably heightened that a bit more. I've always thought that Messi was the better footballer, blah, blah, blah. I'm repeating myself from what I said last week, you know. Um, look, it's it's about opinion. Uh, and I have my reasons for thinking it. I will... I, I, I still have uh, a lot of admiration for Cristiano Ronaldo... Who apparently is is very close to signing for the for a Saudi Arabian team, two hundred million euros or dollars um, a year deal, which is just mental. But look, it's um, it's capped off a wonderful career for for Messi. He did say before the World Cup, or sorry, before the the night before the World Cup, he said that tomorrow will be my last world cup game or my last international game something along those lines but it does look like he wants to carry on and play for Argentina as a world champion were his words as well Uh, he's I think he's a couple of goals away from a hundred Argentina goals as well so I think you know get them a couple of goals which he will get and then maybe maybe call it a day fantastic just brilliant uh, the the scenes in buenos aires mental just absolutely crazy in the end the the players had to get off the bus parade and and be be taken by helicopter because of security reasons just yeah mental uh, but yeah the world cup is over uh, definitely the best final that we we've, we've, we've ever had I, I, there's no doubt about that that is the best final we've had um, just going back to the Kylian Mbappe hat-trick, uh, there's been a bit of debate this week as to is it a hat-trick or not? Uh, and it goes for Jeff Hurst as well because uh, so Jeff's third goal, uh, we are ignoring the fact that the second one may or may not have gone over the line. His third goal was in extra time, as was Mbappe's. Now, in what people are saying is, is it's not a hat-trick. it is a hat-trick, but it should have an asterisk next to it because one of the goals was scored in extra time. Now, obviously with the bookies, usually bets are a 90-minute, you know, if, if you bet an Argentina win, you're betting for that to happen within 90 minutes, not within, you know, you have to put a separate bet on if you want it, oh, I think Argentina will win in extra time, or... I think Argentina will win on penalties. That's a separate thing. But that's because obviously the bookies don't want to give you the further um, chance to to win money from them, clearly. Now, I think for me, it is still a hat trick. And the reason I say that is because it's knockout football. It is, it is different to a normal, obviously, league game. That's a really obvious thing to say. But the... Extra time is an extension to the game. Um, You know, we don't chalk off... We don't say a player hasn't scored a hat-trick if he scores after 90 minutes in its injury time, do we? So that's an extension of the game. Injury time is an extension of the game. In tournament football, in knockout football, the extra time is an extension to the game. For me, the... Obviously... uh, Penalties in uh, in a shootout situation don't count. So Mbappe scored in the penalty shootout that didn't count towards his eventual tally, where he did win the Golden Boot. Same with Ividiv take any any penalty taken in a penalty shootout does not count towards that. But that is because that is a separate part of the game to try and decide a winner. So it's still a hat trick. Killing Mbappe is ridiculous. He's 23, he's won a World Cup, lost in a... And been a World Cup runner-up at 23. The guy is a phenomenal player. And people can say, oh, well, he's doing it in a farmer's league or whatever. He will be an unbelievable player in any division that you put him in. Put him in the Premier League, he'll be amazing. Put him in La Liga, he'll be incredible. So... There we are, that was the World Cup final, which was just uh, brilliant, brilliant to watch. Um, Just one bit of something that I've seen today, well, you will have all seen it, and um, he's going to be my, uh, he's going to be my numpty of the week, Salt Bay. Now, I cannot stand the guy. I I really cannot stand him, you know, just, even before all of this World Cup stuff, he angers me, angers me, because he's just, I'm not even going to get into the reasons why, but, following the World Cup uh, final, and following the final whistle, obviously, there are people on the pitch and the argentina players once after they've got the trophy they are walking around with the trophy they've got the medals around their neck and they're having their pictures taken with family with friends people that are supposed to be there you know there's a wonderful uh clip of messi's mum running onto the pitch and giving him giving him a hug and you know Messi spending time with his family and his, his wife and his kids, you know, holding the trophy and, and all of that sort of thing. And it's it's brilliant. And what you've got is this absolute end, salt bay, trying to take photos with, with the Argentina players, trying to take the World Cup trophy off them. There's one photo where he's got someone's medal in his mouth. Like, what are you doing, mate? I mean, the clip of him trying to get Messi's attention, like, three times for a selfie, and Messi's just pying him off. They're like, fuck off, mate. I don't want to talk to you. Honest to God, like, the guy's guy a hack. The guy's an absolute clown. He's a fucking idiot. He charges too much for his stakes. He gets so all over the gaff. You know, ugh, honestly, prick. But FIFA investigated it uh, because he shouldn't have been on the pitch. Unauthorised access. I hope he is banned from ever attending a game of football ever again. Absolute penis. I hate him. No, and... and, Yeah, I just can't stand him. P. Rick. Right, that's enough of my ranting and raving... (laughs) Ah, right then, here we go. Uh, So, a bit of transfer news. Um, Following the World Cup, obviously there's there's always going to be transfer rumours. The one that I've seen the most, or the two that I've seen the most following this World Cup in this last week, uh, Alexis McAllister, who had a fantastic tournament. It looks as though Arsenal and Atletico Madrid are interested in him. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, he his stock is very very high at the moment. He, like I say, he had a great World Cup. So, and it looks as though uh, Real Madrid are now leading the race to sign Jude Bellingham. Now, this isn't—I I don't see this happening in January. Um, but this is this is something that's going to rumble on for a few months. This is going to be the transfer of 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 the summer 23 absolutely he he will be the big big name that goes for big big money and again i said it i said it the other week you know about they can you know he can go he could go to real madrid spend two seasons there three seasons there then come to the premier league still only be 22 um he's got loads of time he's got loads of time to come back to england and play for one of the big clubs but things could change over the next six months um Man City might come in for him. Man City might lead, be leading the race. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but I would like to see Bellingham back in, in the Premier League, but I'm sure we will see him play for one of the big Premier League clubs before his career finishes. I mean, he is 19, so he's got potentially another 15, 16 years. Hopefully. Hopefully he doesn't get, like, a bad injury or or hopefully he doesn't drop off like a player that I'm going to talk about in a little while So, um, United have triggered uh, contract extensions for four players one of them being Marcus Rashford uh, Luke Shaw, Fred and Diego Dallo. so they've all featured quite a lot for for Ten Hag uh, Luke Shaw you know he looked like he was going to be playing second fiddle to uh, Malaysia uh, but Shaw's made that place his again. Rashford looks like a, a different player this season. He scored a great goal last night in the in the Carabao Cup against Burnley, picking the ball up from his own half and just running with it. He looks full of confidence. He, he looks like a, a beast. Beast mode Rashford is back, which is great news for, for United. And that, that extension on his contract will uh, definitely definitely please united fans i think because i think come come uh, come january um he would have been available on a free uh, or he would have been available to have signed a pre-contract agreement with a with a european club so i'm sure united fans are delighted about that so um the player that i was going to talk about Deli Ali. Now, we know that when Deli Alley joined Spurs back in the 15 start of the 15-16 season, he'd already played a load of goals for for MK, uh, load of games, sorry for MK Dons. Fairly highly rated, didn't didn't cost a huge amount, I don't think. I think he was like 5 million quid, 8 million quid. It was, wasn't wasn't big big money. Uh, but he took that first Premier League season by storm and then the second season even even better you know he got he got 18 goals in his second Premier League season. and by that time you know by, by the time we got to May of 2018 or even December 2018, which is pretty much you know exactly yeah, four years ago, he was being linked with moves to Real Madrid. he was being valued at 100 million. He was that he was the future of England. He was he was this that and the other, and then his career has just it has nosedive, nosedived, Um in the space of in the space of four years, and obviously he left. He ended up leaving Spurs because he wasn't getting a game. I mean, Mourinho wasn't having him, and then you know Conte wasn't having him. Um, so he ends up going to and he ends up going to Everton where he features I think 13 times don't think he scored and then he makes his way to Besiktas so he's at the top of his game at 22 years old And by the time he's 26, he's at Besiktas. And last night, he was taken off after 28 minutes to a chorus of boos from from the Besiktas fans. This guy's career has just completely nosedived and... It feels as though, even at the age of 26, it feels as though his career as a top level player, like I say, four years ago, uh, uh, just in that short space of time, in four years, he's gone from being valued at 100 million, linked with Real Madrid, linked with Man City, to being subbed off after 28 minutes at Besiktas. He's 26 he strikes me as the sort of person that he's probably he might end up like retiring before he's before he's 30 it's amazing to me and and look we don't know as as fans we sit here and you have people like me idiots like me on podcasts that will criticize players and say that they're not good enough or this has happened and that has happened we just don't know what's going on behind the scenes we've seen it with a number of people a number of players over the years that you know i think the expectation is we 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 expect as football fans we expect these footballers because they earn a lot of money for them to just be the happiest people on 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 the planet and that they love their job they love their life they've got these big homes and these flash cars and in most cases they've got these beautiful wives and girlfriends and we just think oh their life must be absolutely perfect but there is so much pressure on these guys and I I do wonder what the hell uh, happened with with Alia why he fell off so so quickly did he did he begin to believe his own hype was it something else it's so strange and I don't really know what the answer is. And I don't, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm not watching him play in Turkey. But the thing is, and, and, you know, it's very easy for me to sit here and go, oh, he got taken off after 28 minutes. He must be doing, he must be doing crap. The fact that he was being booed. And and I think the reports are that they were booing the player, not the decision for him to be subbed off after 28 minutes because they were 2-0 down to a third division side in a cup game which I think they eventually then went on to win 4-2 after Deli Ali come off so um look it's 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 a shame because he did look like an absolute world beater i mean that 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 crystal palace goal jesus um but you do you know you you, you hear stories uh, of certain players and yeah it just it it does make you wonder what has gone on and I, and I just thought i you know it was something that i thought was to mention it was it's something that has happened and he, he has become a he's become a, a forgotten man uh, in terms of in terms of uh, top level football so yeah i don't know what i don't know what the future holds for him <laughs> um, it's just something that i thought thought i would mention um, shame really i always remember though uh, about four or five years ago, I was listening to Talksport, and there was—and this is when Ali was Delhi. Ali was flying, and the this guy rang up Talksport, and he said he is overrated, he's overhyped. Forget Real Madrid, he'll be back in League One with MK Dons within the next five to six years, and the guy got laughed off the radio. Do you know what he could? The guy could well be right. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But there we go. Talking of MK Dons, I was there on Tuesday night. Leicester versus MK Dons at Stadium MK or whatever it's called. Uh, huge ground, bloody hat, massive. Yeah, <laughs> bit bit posh round there as well. You've got a bit of a shopping centre. You've got some restaurants around there. You can make a right day day of it. 6,500 Leicester fans travelling about an hour and a bit down the road to Milton Keynes. Uh, 3-0 win for City, Tillemans, Perez and Jamie Vardy with the goals. Very routine. thought MK Dons were very, very poor but I don't think the Carabao Cup is there Focus for the season, they are trying to stay in League One. So that's good. Leicester in the quarterfinals joining them in the quarterfinals. We have uh, Nottingham Forest, they beat Blackburn, Man United beat Burnley, Wolves won, Newcastle won as well. And uh, we had uh, a shock with Charlton beating Brighton on penalties. So, Charlton going to the draw. Uh, So yeah, brilliant, brilliant for them. And as I am recording, Man City are playing Liverpool and Man City are winning already 1-0 after, I think the goal went in after about eight minutes and you'll never guess who scored. Yeah, Haaland. So yeah, one of the big team, one of the big big teams is gonna is gonna go out at some point tonight. Uh, whether that be Liverpool or Man City. I mean, at the minute, from what I've seen, Man City look like they are running riot. They've put a fairly strong side out of Man City. They've got Mares is playing, Haaland, De Bruyne. Uh, there's a few youngsters playing as well. So a mixed team. Uh, Liverpool. Uh, Robertson's playing. Tiago, Nunes, Salah. Uh, so. Harvey Elliott's playing, so yeah, they've got the uh, both teams have got some got some big guns out. there. Matip as well, by the looks of it, or is that Kunate? Matip, I think Matip and Gomez at the back. So, yeah, um, look, I mean, this is a this is a trophy that Pep does take quite seriously. You know, I, I find it quite funny that people call it the Mickey Mouse Cup when um, one of the biggest teams in the world. Uh, is, <laughs> and I mean that from a you know a, a recent success point of view. I'm not not getting into a debate about you know we've had, we've already had that one. Um, so yeah, it's uh, people say it's the Mickey Mouse Cup, but Peps won it three times out of the last four seasons, so it can't be that bad. Um. So yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'd I'd like to see Leicester get to a to a semi final. Uh, it would be it would be very easy for me to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, I'd love Charlton in the next round," but you just never know. You never know with these things. But whatever it is, I will be there. If it's at home, if it's away, it, you know, we'll see. We'll see who we get. Right, I'm waffling. The Premier League's back. Boxing Day. Cannot wait. This games being played on... Um, let me have a look. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to figure out am I going to be able to... Yeah, I'll be able to record before the final fixtures of the year. So uh, I will just cover uh, the fixtures for the 26th, 27th, and there is a game on the 28th as well. And then we go again Friday the 30th, but I will record in between Christmas and New Year. So I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to do predictions as such because it's going to be so hard to tell. A lot of teams of, you know, we've not had we've not had Premier League football since uh, was it the eighteenth of November, so well over a month. First up, we've got Brentford versus Spurs, so a bit of a London derby there, and then another London derby. We've got Palace against Fulham, Everton who will be looking at to pick looking to pick up some points, I would imagine. Uh, play Wolves, who have uh, Lopotegu in charge. So we will see what uh, he can bring to Wolves and whether he can change their fortunes. I will be at the King Power Stadium for Leicester versus Newcastle. That'll be a tough game. Newcastle, probably one of those teams who didn't want the season to end, really. Uh, Season to end. The season to stop. As it did, because uh, they were doing really well. But so were Leicester, you know, on a on a, on a really good on a really good run uh, going into those those games. Um, I'm just trying to trying to cast my mind back as to our what our last few few results were. Yeah, so um, beat West Ham on the on the Saturday before the World Cup started. So, Saturday the 12th of November. So, 18th was when the but around about when the World Cup started. So, 12th of November. Um, yeah, so Le- Leicester had won four out of their last five. And that defeat coming to Man City. So, Leicester on a roll as well. We didn't really want the uh, season to pause as it did. Uh, Southampton versus Brighton. Southampton have obviously got the new man in charge there. Nathan Jones. Uh, a, bit of a, a bit of a seaside derby or south coast derby, I guess. No? No. I've got my geography wrong there. Uh, Aston Villa versus Liverpool. Interesting game. Obviously, Unai Emery has been in charge for a few weeks now. And then Arsenal, can they carry on? Can they maintain this run and and stay at the top of the league? And it's now 1 1 in the Liverpool game. Uh, Cavallo. The lad from Fulham. Yeah, Cavallo. Has scored. Nice. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what Arsenal do. I mean, Gabriel Jesus is out injured for what looks like the rest of the season. He might make the end of the season. They don't know just yet. But West Ham, they need to pick up some points as well. Tricky one, but you would expect an Arsenal win. But there we go. Uh, Chelsea against Bournemouth. So just prior to the World Cup, Gary O'Neill was named as the permanent Bournemouth manager. And then United take on Forrest on the 27th and then on the 28th Leeds have a tricky one at home to Man City Uh, and then like as I say we are back round to the fixtures again on the 30th but I will record next Thursday pod will come out on the Friday so there we go Leicester away at Liverpool anyway and there's game's on game's on New Year's Eve hmm don't know how I feel about that. But let's drop one of them. So it doesn't matter. Okay. So I think that's it from me. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. This has been episode 23 of Added Time, a Games and Grab Studio podcast. You will be able to get this podcast on podcast services such as Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Added. Football and on Instagram at Added Time Pod sounds right to me. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Keep supporting the podcast; and it's very much appreciated. And of course, this is the last podcast before Christmas Day. So, whatever you are doing this weekend, have a wonderful Christmas. Um, spend the time with your families that you need, uh, have the break from work that you need, and. Um, You know, for those of you that do sort of struggle this time of year as well, there's always someone out there that that you can talk to as well. So I know that it isn't a great time of year for some as well. But people are always there to talk, including myself. You can always message me. Whether you know me, whether you don't. If you don't know me, message me on Twitter. It's fine. And on that note, I'm going to end the podcast right there. Thank you very much, and I will speak to you next time.